millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Star Wars 7x7, episode 738 today. We're kicking off our coverage of Aftermath Life Debt, the new novel by Chuck Wendig that continues to fill in the time period in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Punch it, Chewie. No traps. No moisture. No committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedis. It's the Star Wars 7x7 podcast with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and Life Debt, if you are unfamiliar with it, is the second novel in the trilogy being written by Chuck Wendig, the first novel, Aftermath just simply Aftermath, came out last year, September, and this is the follow-up, second in the trilogy, and there will be another one, Empire's End, coming up after this one in 2017. Now, the original novel, Aftermath, picked up six months after the events of Return of the Jedi, and Life Debt picks up pretty much right afterward, maybe a month or so, and I'd say, you know, it's not exactly expressed in the book, but based on the events of the book, it definitely happens within that first year, and we will tell you more about that in the coming days. But for the meantime, we're going to stick only with the stuff that's been released so far since the book actually doesn't hit bookshelves and online retailers and all that until tomorrow, Tuesday, the 12th of July. So far, there have been three excerpts released. One of them was published on Entertainment Weekly's website. The second one was published by Mashable. And the third one was published in USA Today, in case you are curious to know what sources are reliable for reporting these things. In fact, I remember it was USA Today that had an excerpt of Bloodline originally. They were one of the first exclusive purveyors of that. And it makes sense that Entertainment Weekly would have it, of course, because they are getting all sorts of scoops on Star Wars stuff. And Mashable is not something that you would have necessarily guessed at as far as getting exclusive reveals and whatnot, but when you give it a second thought, you realize that Chris Taylor, author of How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, is, of course, a senior muckety-mucket mashable, and so, yeah, of course it makes sense that they would work with him for stuff like that, too. So, here is the official crawl for the novel. It says... The galaxy is changing, and with peace now a possibility, some dare to imagine new beginnings and new destinies. For Han Solo, that means settling his last outstanding debt by helping Chewbacca liberate the Wookiee's homeworld of Kashyyyk. Meanwhile, Nora Wexley and her band of rebels pursue Admiral Ray Sloan and the remaining Imperial leadership across the galaxy. Sloan, increasingly wary of the mysterious fleet admiral, desperately searches for a means to save the crumbling empire from oblivion. Even as Imperial forces fight to regain lost ground, Princess Leia and the New Republic seek to broker a lasting peace. But the rebels' hunt for Admiral Sloan is cut short after the disappearance of Han Solo and Chewbacca. Desperate to save them, Leia conscripts Nora, Sinjir, Jaz, and the rest of their team to find the missing smugglers and help them in their fight for freedom. Now, we'll link to all three excerpts in the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. The first excerpt that came from Entertainment Weekly, which reveals the first meeting between Han Solo and Nora Wexley and team, does not actually happen at the beginning of the novel. And this is something that 
I guess you could say is continued from the way Bloodline was previewed and sneak excerpts were revealed. It used to be the case that when they were releasing the novels, they were releasing then the first chapter as a preview for the next novel, and it is not the case anymore. Now, this is at least twice in a row where the excerpt that they have released is not the beginning of the novel. In fact, none of the three excerpts that you'll read on the website, if you haven't read them already, are from the beginning of the novel. The novel definitely takes place a few steps back from where you hear the information about them meeting for the first time and the mashable excerpt about Leia storming from a meeting and going to meditate over a sapling from Endor. There are a couple of name check references to Endor and Wicket specifically in here, which are fun. And Leia's meditating on the Force and actually feeling a Force connection with the baby in her belly. And then the last excerpt that just came out, actually I think the day before yesterday if I'm not mistaken, with USA Today and Maz Kanata, a bit about what happens at her castle. Now the Maz Kanata one is probably the shortest of the three excerpts and it covers basically the rules of Maz Kanata's castle, which is kind of fun in its own right. The excerpt, of course, is just a piece of the longer story of Maz Kanata inside the book. But the other two excerpts, yeah, it's fun to see how Han Solo completely handles the entire Nora Wexley team with a plum and makes it look so darn easy and so improvised at the same time. But the story with Leia and sensing Kylo Ren in her belly or sensing Ben Solo, because I guess it's Ben Solo at this point, is really fascinating for one particular passage. I'm going to jump right in the middle of it. It says, Her hands fly in front of her mouth as she both laughs and cries at the same time. This, she thinks, is the light side that Luke always goes on about, the promise of light, the promise of a new life. And then the black edging of the dark side encircles her bliss like a noose, because what rides swift on the heels of hope but fear, a fear that stretches out far and wide like a growing shadow, fear of having a child in an unstable galaxy, fear of whether or not Han is alive or Luke, too. Will the child grow up with a father, an uncle, a mentor? What is her legacy, and what will her boy's legacy be? Her breath catches in her chest. She has to force herself to breathe. Clear your mind. Clear it all. Focus, Leia. Focus. Are those her thoughts, or are they Luke's? So I read this excerpt, and you know how we've all heard over the years about how when you're pregnant or when women are pregnant, I guess I shouldn't say when you're pregnant, when women are pregnant, you know, what they're actually consuming and the way they're thinking and feeling and what they're bringing in can actually affect their baby's development, even in the womb. And it makes you wonder if Leia's conception of fear and her experience of light and dark with the force is actually something that could affect her baby. Is it possible that the fear that she feels while she is pregnant, is that able to actually affect the the light side or dark side destiny of her baby? Is that a nature versus nurture situation within force users? I don't think I'm willing to commit to a full nature situation where, yeah, if she is exposing her child to nothing but fear and other dark side-like emotions, that that's definitely going to seal the child's destiny. But I'm willing to say that it probably factors in. And if Leia ends up exposing her child to some of these dark side emotions while the child is in the womb, that it can actually be an extra domino or two that could tip his balance in favor of the dark side. But I'd love to know what you think about this topic, too. Chime in at the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at sw7x7.com.
Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. All right, time for a trivia question for you. Get ready! Okay, for what? Last time we asked you how many times Kylo Ren throws a temper tantrum and destroys equipment in The Force Awakens, and that's two. Today's question, how many bloody fingerprint streaks are left on Finn's helmet at the beginning of The Force Awakens? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you follow Obi-Wan on some idealistic crusade, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a mind trick, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.